Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another delightful discussion on Minecraft, all things well-being podcast episode. My name is Dr. Kimberly Quinn. It is my pleasure to be here with you actually this morning. It's this morning for me in very dark, beautiful northern Vermont. And today I want to talk about Shenpa. I've done an episode on this a couple of years, I think it was a couple of years ago. I don't even know, but um, <clears throat> I've done another one just because of another twist because it's so, it's such a, I think, probably ubiquitous experience across the globe, I would think, of this, this word just explains that urge, that feeling that we get when we're attached to what other people say and do. And I don't know if there's a direct translation, really, because it's just that error feeling that we get when somebody says something snarky to us, criticizes how we look, our clothes, the fashion sense, or criticizes something our kids do, or kind of give us that glare, that look, that tone. doesn't necessarily have to be words. And we have that immediate urge to react. You know, it's that feeling of that, like, that uh, scratching that itch that we just have to do because we have to be... We have to, you know, also judge somebody. We have to be right. And I think no matter no matter how self-actualized we are, if we're honest, if we're honest, which hopefully we are, including myself, we have all experienced Shenpa and just that desire to just snap back. And uh, the actual translation, I believe, this is a Tibetan word, by the way, Shenpa, S-H-E-N-P-A, is uh, the actual translation, I think, is attachment. Oh, I have to do a shout-out to Pima Chodron, too, because her book, Practicing Peace in Times of War, is definitely one worth looking. It's a little skinny book, and it's um, loaded with wisdom. Anyway, um, the uh, translation is attachment. And, of course, Buddhists, um, though I am not an identifying Buddhist, I'm an identifying Catholic, but I'm actually spiritual, I would say. I'm, I'm very spiritual, and I take inspiration, which means in spirit, any way I can get it, like a catcher's mitt. And the Buddhists, of course, are very, you know, sort of not into attachment. You know, the whole idea is to keep um, our minds open to everything and attached to nothing, as they say, right? And uh, so when we are attached to people's approval, we're attached to judgment, we're attached to the to the thrill and the juice of gossip, and how good does that feel? to most of us temporarily, temporarily, right? Because of course, whenever we take part in spreading emotional venom, um, might be a feel good moment for the, when we're, you know, having that, that fix of feeling part of the group, right? And after that, usually we don't feel so good because when I'm including myself, we've all had the experience, right? Whatever we do to other people, we do to ourselves and the reverse. And, and this attachment thing, um, it's just making a lot of sense and just think how good it feels to judge sometimes and um, and definitely is a huge dope fix for the ego. <clears throat> We're talking about the ego, obviously, because the ego is what's attached. Authenticity doesn't attach to anything. It's just a free moving spirit that doesn't have a need to be attached to anything. And when we attach to these things, it just doesn't usually go well for us. One of the, one of the biggies being the attachment to the need to be right. Um so I think like the the word uh, the translation of attachment is a good start. I just don't know that it wraps around the whole thing. And as we know with languages, things just there's not a often there a direct direct translation 
um, because language also has a, has a cultural component to it also. So Shenpa is that feeling of getting hooked. You know, it's like this electric charge of, and you got to scratch that itch. Or almost, if it's a strong Shenpa feeling, it, be, it might be almost like trying to hold in a sneeze. We all know how easy uh, that can be at times. You know, it's so like we <clears throat> said just a few moments ago, you know, a, a classic example would be just somebody criticizes us. And, uh, you know, they might might be at work or school or uh, in the family. And, you know, just right away, it might be about our performance on a task or somebody who also is, like, uh, attached to us, like our child or our partner. And it's just, we just have this immediate, err kind of, and it, it's this, it's, it's um, of course, in Vermont, coming up with maple syrup. It almost, it's almost a sticky feeling like in our rib cage. I mean, only it's maple syrup without the sweet part because <laughs> Shempa might, we, we get, and we can almost taste it actually because it's just so present, just got to react, got to react, got to react. And this can be so seductive because it's about the ego. And the ego can just seduce us for that, to have that instant feel good um, jolt, you know, that dope fix that, you know, uh, that we're just feeling so good in that moment that we're protecting ourselves or our child in our heads when really, you know, obviously caving into that kind of stuff um, isn't really about any of that. It's about, it's about the ego. And uh, uh, Pima says, once you begin to notice it, you feel like this experience has been happening forever. I remember when I first read this book, I thought, wow, this, yeah, you know, spot on accurate. And she says that sticky feeling is shenpa, and it comes along with a very seductive urge to do something. Somebody says a harsh word, and immediately you can feel a shift. There's a tightening that rapidly spirals into mentally blaming this person or wanting revenge or blaming yourself. Then you speak or act. The charge behind the tightening, behind the urge, behind the storyline or action is shenpa. You know, and so now once we kind of get what this cool little word means, it's like, okay, so now what do we do? So it's like anything else is that we want to, you know, develop and we want to become aware of it. We are aware of it now, but we want to kind of go on Shenpa alert. That's sort of the next step. So Pima says, now if you catch Shenpa early enough, it's very workable. You can acknowledge that it's happening and abide with the experience of being triggered, the experience of urge, the experience of wanting to move. It's like experiencing the yearning to scratch and itch, and generally we find it irresistible. Nevertheless, we can practice patience with that fidgety feeling and hold our seat. And I will be the first one to admit, the good Lord put a lot of gifts in my gift bag when I landed on this earth, one of them is not patience. He left that one out. And so I know with me, especially with my being in the fast mind club with my impulse control, this is taken a lot of work to hit the pause button. And I think <clears throat> even for neurotypicals, because we all know when somebody, you know, that there's that, uh, that saying like, Oh, they so-and-so really got your goat. Right. When they, when they feels like somebody gets inside our rib cage and they really get us like, there's a snarky comment that might, on the scale of snarky, doesn't really bother us. We're thinking, 
oh, they're just crispy this morning or it doesn't really get to us. Then there's the whole middle range. And then when they just know, so especially somebody who knows you, knows knows what buttons to push. And it does feel like they're in our rib cage. And those are the moments, I think, that Shenpa is the strongest and the toughest to abstain from, you know, when it toughest situation to abstain from biting that hook is when they really, you know, when they really gotcha. And, you know, it's, it's in these moments that we can really take this one step further, which is to figure out why, you know, because when somebody says something, it's, you know, 99% about them, right? Then why does it stir us up What's, if we think about that, right? It's because they tapped into something. And <clears throat> if we're feeling moved to react, it's because they, they really stirred up something in us that's coming, you know, the ego place, right? So there's an insecurity in us somewhere. So if we can hopefully, you know, abstain from, from biting the hook, having that knee-jerk reaction, dip into a restroom, out the door, you know, in the yard, something, just get out of Dodge for, you know, a few moments. It's, if we can really hopefully explore, you know, why it is we're feeling such an urge to react. And Pima says that in these moments, we can contact underlying insecurity of the human experience, the insecurity that is inherent in a changing, shifting world. As long as we are habituated to needing something to hold on to, we will always feel this background rumble of slight unease or restlessness. We want some relief from the unease. So when Shenpa arises, we go on automatic pilot without a pause. We follow the urge and get swept away. And again, I think we all know what that being swept away by it is like. And often, at least for me, I know that I've like kicked myself when I've, you know, metaphorically speaking, when I've, you know, bitten that hook because like, oh, really? And then it feels like they got you twice. You know, they got into your rib cage and then you react and it just doesn't usually go well, right? <clears throat> and it feels like, oh man, like why did I even, you know, I feel like even like reduce my behavior to responding to something like that. And then it kicks you, it, it just, for me, it just kicks me right around the block. And then, um, and, and she says, the, the best way to develop our ability, no, let's start with this one. Mostly we don't catch Shenpa at an early stage. We don't catch the tightening until we've already indulged the urge to scratch our itch in some habitual way. I like how she puts says habitual way because it, um, reacting to Shenpa is certainly a habit. It can become a habit anyway, if it's frequent enough. In fact, unless we equate not acting out with friendliness towards others, this refraining can feel like putting on a straitjacket and we struggle against it. And we know, you know, the Buddhists would also talk about this resistance thing. And um, thinking of Carl Jung, of course, a famous psychoanalyst, has, uh, has said numerous times, that which we resist will persist. So you ever hear somebody, you know, you're trying to tell your difficult situation or a situation about a difficult person to somebody you love and trust, and they might say, well, just don't give it any more energy. And that's really the same thing, because the more we dig our claws in to something challenging like that, the ten, the bigger it gets, right? It's like rolling a snowball downhill. It just gains speed, you know, momentum and speed through the size. It gets bigger and bigger, so it's stronger and faster. And that's not different with Shenpa. 
And so the best thing is to detach and, um, and kind of, you know, yield, step out of the current. And so she says the best way to develop our ability to stay fully present with Shenpa and to equate that with loving kindness is meditation. So it's going back to mindfulness, right? When we are really able to take a deep breath with intention, I'm not saying this is, is easy. It is this simple. It's not that easy. When we're able to, to sort of not judge that we are feeling this way too. Oh, I'm feeling Shenpa. I'm noticing Shenpa. I have this urge to want to pop somebody right in the nose, in the schnazzy, right? Or I have this urge to to just say something, you know, what, and maybe you got to get out of Dodge for just a bathroom or outside anything. What is this err about? What in me are they threatening? Is my ego or it wants to just dig in here? Realizing that the authentic self, you know, doesn't need any of this, right? The authentic self doesn't care about any of this because the authentic self feels whole and complete. There's no insecurity there. So this is about the ego. So what is it that's happening inside of me? And when we practice mindfulness and being in the moment, we're far less, we learn to be far less judgmental of these urges. It's just, okay, welcome to the human experience. There goes some Shenpa surge. And this, to just not judge it, not there I go again, right? Just acknowledge it. And wow, what, what's going on inside of me? And what's also cool is when we start to get become sort of Shenpa aware of ourselves and our our own, you know, desire to try to bite the hook, we can also begin to see this in other people. It's true with, with most things, right? And it doesn't mean we're gonna judge and get in and in and you know, you know, get into it with them. It's but it's just to recognize it with 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 love and kindness, what's going on with them. And so Pima says exactly this. You can also begin to notice Shenpa in other people. She says, you're having a conversation with a friend. At one moment, her face is open and she's listening. And the next you see her eyes glaze over or her jaw tense. What you're seeing in her, what you're seeing is her Shenpa. And she may not be aware of it at all. When peace is your goal, this is an important observation. From your side, you can keep going on in the conversation. But now the kind of innate intelligence and wisdom called prajna. This is clearly seeing what's happening inside of her with your friend. So this is fantastic because this is just sort of a, you know, an observation with loving kindness and also with uh, mindfulness and, and sort of just, just, an obser- just as an observer, having that wisdom um, and extending the same patience you did with yourself with your friend. All right, so Minecrafters, it seems like a great place to wind up is just to uh, understand what Shenpa is, be on Shenpa alert. It can only go all good places for you with yourself and your relationships. And then also to understand that prajna is just see, being able to see this in other people. And then, of course, not, you know, uh, jumping onto the ego train with judgment, but just to you know, extend the same patience and love and kindness when we recognize this in other people. And that is it. So this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.